Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. Welcome to this week, month, year. I'm not sure our cadence yet. It's an episode of Fixing Your Kanban. I am Ryan Ripley. Over off to this side is Daniel Vacanti. Down there is Todd Miller. Uh, Dan, you all know Dan. Todd and I are trainers with Pro Kanban. Um, of course, you know, Dan Vicanti brought Kanban basically to North America. Didn't write the book quick enough. Didn't get all the credit, but we love Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an also ran. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> now nah, we're just teasing. So no, Dan is, uh, Dan's reason Todd and I are into Kanban. I think uh, we were doing things intuitively and then Dan was like, no, you're actually doing this. And what do we have? A four-hour train ride that convinced me of most of that, Dan? It's a good yeah. time. Uh, one of the things we talked about and that uh, I had always thought was normal practice, um, but Dan had convinced me is really one of the quickest. Actually, it's it's how to kill flow is these expedite lanes. And it was a really interesting conversation um, where I was like, no, you got to expedite when something really important comes in. And I think he, you almost hit me. <laughs> I thought I did. You might have. <laughs> I might have somewhere in the middle of Germany. I think I got smacked in the head and then he educated me. And I know, Todd, this is a topic that we talk about um, in the professional scrum with Kanban course and then also in the APK course. Um, but I thought it, we, we thought it would be interesting to have Dan kind of walk through and maybe Todd um, poke and pry with some questions about this whole thing of expedite lanes. So, Dan, there's your setup. Let it rip. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Ryan. Not, not you, Todd. Um, <laughs> I'd say is... I'd be, I'm happy to be here. The person above me wasn't <laughs> and, and the, not uh... the one on the left, the one on the right. So this, this speaks to back on topic. This speaks to kind of a, um, a you know, a broader topic. Um, anybody who's, who's followed Kanban and followed flow, um, understands there's, there's this thing called class of service. Um, and a very basic definition of class of service is how items are treated once they're in your process. So 
It's, it's, it's kind of a misconception of class of service. Class of service actually does not attach until you, you, you pull something in, you know, into process. When something's sitting in a backlog or options pool or wherever it is off to the side, there's no such thing as class of service. But once, once you pull an item in, how do you treat that item relative to other items? And this is where an expedite link comes in because, you know, a lot of people will tell you, well, you know, to, to make your flow more predictable, you need to have what's called an expedite lane. And so whenever an item comes in that that is a candidate for this expedite lane, it can go in there and, you know, items in the expedite lane, they can violate work in progress limits. And whenever somebody frees up, they're supposed to go pull that that expedite item first and blah, 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 blah. And like, they, they talk about all these great things that that expedites uh, do do for your process. Well, as as um, Ryan just just hinted, you know, in, in the setup here, nothing will kill your flow faster um, than introducing an, an expedite lane. Um, and there, there's all kinds of reasons for that. But but I don't know, if I, Todd, I don't know if you, you want to say something first before we, we kind of get into um, why expedite lanes are, are the flow destroyer um, of your process. Yeah, I mean, the concept of an expedite lane has just been around forever. And here's how I view it, right? is um, whoever is managing the options pool, the product backlog is inherently some kind of buffer to decide on the order when something comes in, something like that, right? In Scrum, it's a product owner. I don't, in Kanban, there aren't any defined accountabilities, right? So what I view it though as is somebody's yelling to get something done. Let's just throw it in the expedite lane. And, and, and most of the time, um, uh, uh, without questioning, whether it actually needs to be worked on right now or not. And so I feel like if we're giving a vehicle to do that, a mechanism to do that, then it's gonna happen as soon as people find out that that mechanism exists. That I, I think that's one reason. And that is something that as, as a person with many years as a developer have found out, whoever is yelling the loudest outside of you generally gets something done and not necessarily when it should be done. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of stop there because I think that's that's how I view it from a person on the ground having done work and having to switch directions all the time because um, because of it, right? You know, I once had a, a VP who pulled me aside and said, all of our work is expedited. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, look, if they are going to give you that option, you're doing a disservice to our customer by not using it, right? But I'm like, this stuff is low, low priority. It's not as important. It's like, stop. If they're going to let you expedite, then all of it gets expedited because that's that's good stewardship. That's good. You know, that's what you, it's, you're doing the best thing for your customer. They're getting things sooner. And so it gets abused, right? That, and that is the fundamental problem with, with, with expedites is it, it gets abused. Once you open Pandora's box, you're never getting that thing closed again. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just not, not going to happen, you know? And so, you know, there are people on the other side will say, well, you know, we can prevent it from being abused because, you know, we can put aggressive work in progress limits on there. You know, we can do all of these other things. And it's like, um, this gets back to both of your points um, about this, you know, these exploit lanes. Once your customer, once your stakeholder sees that this is an option, um, or but, but more likely what they're probably doing is they're looking at the data because mm -hmm. they're like, you know what, if, if I expedite this PBI, I get it done in three days. But if I don't expedite it, I get it done in 13 days. So from your from your product owner, your customer's perspective, what do you think they're going to do, right? I mean, but then to, to Ryan's point, once everything becomes an expedite, then nothing becomes an expedite. If you want to see what's wrong with expedite lanes, go to Starbucks and watch the drive-through and then order a drink on the app. Yep. <laughs> and it's a mess, especially when they get backed up.
The expedites uh, through the app actually destroy the drive-through lane. Totally, um, it's it's both both the drive-through and the online ordering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yep. yeah when it the, when it the all line, just yeah, yeah. it all the and the site. Well, this would be cycle time and throughput just go way out. Yep. It's uh, it's bad. Pr Pratik Singh, I'm I'm loath to uh, to mention his name on here. Um, but, <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's a total joke. That's a total joke. Uh, Pratik Pratik wrote up um, a, actually a very nice blog post about how you know, uh, mobile ordering screwed up flow at Starbucks. Yep. Um, he's got, he's got a, you know, so maybe we can post a, a link to that some somewhere. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. So check out the description for Pratik's um, post. Pratik is actually a co-host with Dan on drunk agile. And so maybe we'll get Pratik to join us here too. One day. He'll be, he'll be more interesting than me for sure. <laughs> you know, I was taking you know, I'm just sitting here just contemplating and thinking of a couple different answers, uh, like angles. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to justify why you would ever have an expedite lane. Um, I, first of all, I can't, <laughs> but I'm also starting to think too, you know, all the things that we talk about, like, uh, the, um, the policies that you set influence, uh, they like basically trigger conversations, right? That's, that's something that Dan, I probably grilled you about 10 million times. Like what's trick, what conversation is this supposed to trigger? Cause that's fundamentally what it is. If there is something that comes through that is an emergency item that you need to work on, um, uh, isn't it simple enough just to invoke the conversation about, um, exceeding a whip limit? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, to that end, you know, I worked with, um, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine who was VP of engineering at a company called Ultimate Software, his, his name is Steve Reed. And he implemented this policy, much like what you're talking about, Todd. Mm -hmm. He implemented this policy that whenever an item came in that somebody thought needed to be expedite, the first question he wanted everybody to ask was, uh, okay, well, what are we working on right now that we think we'll finish today or in the next next couple hours? Because if if you are operating a very predictable process, you're probably finishing things, you know, every few hours, every day, or whatever. And his question would be, well, okay, can this thing wait for a couple hours till we finish this one thing and then we pick it up? Just that hmm. one small process tweak like that makes all the difference in the world in terms of the overall uh, predictability, health, and performance of your process. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also start to think about how an expedite lane um, really might skew our ability to um, to continuously improve. Right. Because uh, what are you continuously improving on your ability to handle expedite items versus your regular work? Right. Like so I feel like now you've segmented your work in a way that makes you have two things to continuously improve upon. Is that is that. Is that, is, am I thinking incorrectly no, there? You're, you're, oh, I hate to say this, but you're exactly right. And this is, this is something that I, I wanted to mention. Did earlier. you see the pain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Todd said something good. Oh. Um, what, that was at nine minutes and 10 seconds. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Um, if, if, cause, cause we're, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about expedite lanes as if they're, they're, they're evil. And, and honestly, technically they are, but they're, they're not really. If, if you really want an expedite process, however, there are certain things that you can do that you have to you I, I believe that you have to put in place. Um, and that is, you know, think about society as a whole, you know, people that we literally pay to sit around waiting for emergencies to happen. So, I mean, if you if you think about like firefighters, um, you know, we, we think it's so important to have that that capacity and that capability available at a moment's notice that we literally pay people to sit around. And so that's why I always say to people, if, if you want, if you want a true expedite lane, that that's really what you need to do. You need to, you know, peel off some capacity of your process and have people just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for this expedite to come in. But at that point, and this is where the Todd comment comes in at that point, you've really got two processes. 
Yeah, you don't have do. one process. You've got two processes, yeah. which is if that's what you want, that, great, do it. You know, but but don't fool yourself into thinking you've got you've got one system at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a that's a conversation at that point to 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 recognize that that you have two processes that you're trying to manage, and maybe that's that is a conversation in and of itself to say like I mean odds are if you have two different processes like that, you need two different processes like that. You don't have a team, do you? Right. Or, you have two, or you have two teams or, or you have two or, teams, or, or right? Whatever. Yeah. Those are the questions you have to ask. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I know those are, those are, there's always tough questions to ask, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't ask them. Right. Or like maybe you do have, or even why, why are you in a situation that you have to reserve that capacity? What can you do to make sure you don't have to reserve that capacity? Even if it costs you a little bit money in the short term, right? i.e. like in software development, right? We have a whole bunch of technical debt. So we need two firefighters on the ready all the time to be ready to fight a bug because production goes down all the time. Fix it, <laughs> right? Like, the, 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 like stop, stop putting process over top of it and putting your hands on the leaks, right? right. And I think that that's ultimately why um, Xbyte lanes are a fail because you are assuming that you know value enough upfront to say, oh, this thing needs to be expedited versus this other thing doesn't. And I'm gonna tell you what, you're gonna be more wrong than you're right. And what you've done is you've sacrificed all this other value that you have in progress that delivers all that other value for the stuff that you're guessing that, hey, this 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 thing is valuable. So I don't know, that's the nail in the coffin for Xbytes for me, Ryan. Yeah, so the moral of this story is uh, delete your expedite lane, <laughs> get rid of it. All right. Thanks for joining us today. It's I think it's end screen time, guys. And so check out socials. Uh, Agile for Humans is very active on Twitter and LinkedIn. We're still trying to figure out what to do with Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Like and subscribe so you don't miss any future videos. We have a lot of videos coming up with Dan uh, and some others on fixing your Agile coaching, fixing your Kanban, fixing your Agile metrics. There might even be some EBM stuff coming down the line. So like and subscribe so you don't miss that. Check out the videos below. We think you'll like them. The algorithm does too. Uh, for Todd Miller, Don Vacanti, and myself, Ryan Ripley, go forward, do some good things. Quit killing your flow. Delete those expedite lanes. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on. <laughs>